And now, Ravage Love. Julie, it's Ghost Week! Ghost! So spooky. It is so spooky, and it is our last episode of season one. We've done a whole season, Renee. We fucking did it, Julie. A whole fucking season of the show. I'm having a blast. You're having a blast. Lots of great feedback from our listeners, so don't worry. We are coming back for season two. We're just going to take a little bit of time off, and we will be back mid-August. But before we send you off into the heat wave that is the summer in Canada, we're going to talk about some fucking spooky ghosts. Spooky ghosts. Like Casper. Like Casper, which was like a very erotic film to me when I was a teenager. (laughs) Um, Devin Sawa as a ghost would do, um, but now I'm grown and my ghost content is filthy. (laughs) So is mine, Julie. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm so glad. So for folks who don't know, Renee and I do not talk to each other before we hop on the pod. So I am dying to know how yours was because mine was so spicy. And it's kind of funny because it's our last episode of the season and this was by far the filthiest spiciest book i read all season so really just gonna launch right into it bud okay let's do it first of all the name of my book is a ghostly menage now um lest you think Nicki Minaj, no no menage as in menage as well so it's a ghostly menage by eve langlais i did not do this on purpose but there seems to be a theme where i pick up a lot of Canadian books. And in fact, this woman, <laughs> this woman is from Stittsville, which is like right outside of Ottawa, which is where I live. So this is even more bananas. Um, Yves Langlais writes hot romance with a bit of a twist. And she's like a USA Today bestseller. And her work ranges from paranormal, a lot of stuff about demons, a lot of shifters. So the premise, <laughs> oh yeah. And for those of you who listened to the shifter episode, you know, I am not a fan. So I was very disappointed to see that this book wasn't just about spooky ghosts. It also included shifters. So <clears throat> Mark and Derek are two shifter werewolves. So, you know, Renee's already pissed, um, who refuse to bond with this slutty witch And I'm like, who doesn't want to fuck a slutty witch? Her name is Clarissa and she's like real bitchy. And she keeps saying, I need to bond, which in reading shifter books, you and I now know that that's a thing where shifters bond with their mate. And so Clarissa, Clarissa, which sounds like a genital description, actually. Um, Clarissa Clarissa wants to bond with these two hot werewolf dudes because she's like, between my power and your power, we could rule the world. And they're like, fuck you, we don't like you. So then she's like, well then, okay. And puts a spell on them that leaves them ghosts until they agree agree to bond with her. So they're like, she's like, you're going to be a ghost trapped in this house until you decide to fuck me. And then when you fuck me, we will be soulmates and everything will be great. So they're basically ghosts confined to their house. Fast forward 
a shit time. Tons of time goes by. These two dudes are just ghosts living in their house, miserable. Um, I will also add that because I know you hate when people shit on witches, Renee, and I respect that. It's true. Before, so she casts a spell on them and then literally hops on her broom and goes <coughs> like, <laughs> and flies off into the air. And I was like, I hate this. So That's exactly what would happen too. <laughs> and you have to consider for a moment how powerful she actually is, that she could turn werewolves into ghosts like that's the monster mash a hundo percento so time goes by every on halloween she comes back and she's like eh dtf and they're like no and she's like bye," and then leaves <laughs> um, and they're like we'll get you next time clarissa but then they do nothing so fast forward to jenna jenna is plump uh, by her own description she's like a plump yes. like, curvy woman who's like screw my loser of a boyfriend screw my loser of a job i'm going to move to the countryside obviously she you know moves into the spooky house and then because <laughs> she got it for so cheap and she's like i'm a writer and i'm gonna sit at home and i'm gonna write my my house and then mark one of the ghosts instantly senses that she is his mate but, be- <gasps> but because Derek and Mark are such good pals, turns out they share the same mate. So they're like, we got to fuck this woman and it will set us free. So the town folk, oh yeah, the town folk are super creeped out by the whole, by the house. And they're like, oh my God, why do you live in this spooky house? It's so spooky, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, it's just crafty. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, the ghosts just are thirsty for her and she keeps having these sexy erotic dreams that somehow involve threesomes and she's like oh threesomes then the ghosts are like (laughs) fuck it we got to get this bitch's attention she has to set us free so they do a bunch of stuff to try to get her attention and then she ends up sort of piquing her curiosity about like why does everyone say this house is haunted so she goes to the library and she reads up on it and it's like yeah these two brothers disappeared like suspiciously on halloween like 10 years ago no one knows what happened to them after a while they just like sold the house for back taxes and it's just been sitting there empty this whole time so she's like oh that's so interesting then she also learns that they're shifters and that apparently is just common knowledge in the community again no one talks about it but they're like yeah and that they are bonded which means they share the same female partner um so then the men are like okay we kind of got her attention but not really she doesn't really believe we're real so then they do this thing called dream walking which is basically (laughs) (laughs) which is basically she lays down and they both sit beside her and like focus on her really deeply and then insert themselves into her Mm -hmm. dreams so they fuck her in a dream is what i'm saying they fuck her in a dream and then try to say like oh hey we're not just two hot dudes we live in your house we're ghosts we're also werewolves it's weird don't be weird about it um please (laughs) please wake up and find a way to fuck us so that we can be alive okay thanks and then she was like okay i gotta get rid of these ghosts i gotta get them what they need so then she goes to this little witchy store in town which i pictured right away as like smelling like patchouli um a lot of crystals a lot of Mm -hmm. just like bula bula Mm -hmm. bullshit and then she comes back and she's like guys i figured it out i talked to this like witchy woman at the store and she's gonna come tomorrow and she's gonna help us and they're like bitch that's clarissa the witch that got us into this and she (laughs) and she's like no so so sorry so then they then they dream walk with her again where they warn her that clarissa's gonna come and she's going to ruin their lives Especially because the day that she's coming happens to be Halloween. Woo! Woo! 
Then they fuck in the dream again. And in doing so, he quote unquote, he claims her because he actually penetrates her this time. And then it frees him. So he's, he wakes, she wakes up and he's alive and sitting on her bed and like not a ghost. And she's like, oh, damn. And then he's like, hey, I got to put you back to sleep so you can fuck my brother so that we can. <laughs> so he, so he can come back to life. And she's like, okay. So she does. So now they're human. And then they bang as humans. And oof, I'm not, I'm going to tell you about that in my, uh, my reenactment later. Uh, and then they wake up. And they wake up from like the after banging and then one of the dudes has turned into a werewolf and she's like, oh no, I can't fuck a werewolf. And then the other one turns into a werewolf and then they're all horrified because they're like, oh my God, she doesn't accept us as shifters. And I'm thinking this woman's been patient enough. Like she fucked you when you were a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is fuck boy level 10 at this point. So then after as werewolves, it turns out they shifted into werewolves so they could attack Clarissa uh, and they attack her. And then she's like, I'm going to hurt Jenna. But then they create this safety bubble, which I what I don't even understand. And then in, in trying to penetrate the safety bubble, the witch literally goes like, I'm melting. <laughs> and then dies. And then they go into another banging sesh. Then it ends. They are quote unquote mated. So they are just a, tri- a triad that live together. Just like <laughs> in the, com- the community just accepts it. And she's pregnant. <laughs> And scene. Whoa. Well, she, Do you think she's going to have puppies? That's what I'm. Is it puppies? Is it little boo boo the phantoms? I don't know. <laughs> she could be making Caspers. She could be making werewolves. She could be making werewolves who also are Caspers. She could be making people. I do not know. They do not say. All they say is their little gay triad lives together. They have a grand old time. Sometimes they all fuck. Sometimes one or two just fucks each other. And it's fine. There's no jealousy. They're all in love. It's 2020. So. It's 2020. Exactly. Um, I, have, I have a few questions. Yeah, please do. Fire away. So are they actual brothers? Okay, so that's why I was like, ugh. But it turns out it's one of those classic romance novel tropes. One of them was an orphan adopted by the other. So no blood relation. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, what was my other question? I can't remember my other question, but I did want to point out that the witch's name was Clarissa and we all remember the 1990 classic Sabrina, the teenage witch played by Melissa Joan Hart, who also played Clarissa and Clarissa explains it all. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. This is very meta and uh, I'm here for it. Supremely so. Now I will say Mm -hmm. general descriptions included cleft, which I thought that's an interesting way of looking at it. Uh, she referred to the men as having two well-hung cocks. Don't. Nice. Again, Renee, what fucking word did they use to describe wet pussy? What word? Moist? Oh, no. Motherfucking honey pots again! No, but they're werewolves. Like, they don't like honey. Werewolves don't like honey. In the shifter book, they just kept going off and I was like, okay, whatever, they're bears. This, I was like, is it just shifters in general? They just refer to wet pussy as honey. I don't know, but I don't like it. Honey is so sticky though. Mm, so gross. Exactly. Um, And then there's another word that they use that I'm just going to let hang in the air uh, and refer back to it when I do my reenactment. And it was the word rosette. Oh, oh, was that for her butthole or her nipple? Uh, Are we going to find out? We will find out. We will find out. Okay. <laughs> so that's me. 
How about you? Okay, well, um, mine was called Supernatural Seductions, an Erotic Story. (laughs) It was by, yeah, it was by Kiki Wellington. And I couldn't find out much about Kiki, except she writes a ton of erotica, just a ton of it. Um, And a lot of her work revolves around like sensory erotica. So she has books called like Stroking and Smelling and stuff like lots of stuff like that. which makes sense because the main character in my book is so fucking horny for the wind. It's <laughs> un, it's unbelievable. So <laughs> my characters are Michael and Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie are both history professors. Uh, she is an art history professor. And a colleague of, their, of theirs, James, is selling his big beautiful house um, because he's elderly and he wants to retire. Um, and so they decide they want to buy it because they've always wanted to open a bed and breakfast. So they do that. And <clears throat> we learned that uh, uh, James and his wife had a son named Jesse who died in the Gulf War. And they were so torn up about it that they never changed his room. They kind of kept it as a shrine to him. And so uh, uh, Jeannie decides she kind of wants to keep it there as like, you know, an homage to them. And it's in America. So they're like, military. Yeah. Um, and, um, so, um, she decides that in order to get a good feel for the home, um, to, you know, figure out what art it needs, uh, she has to sleep in all of the bedrooms and there's, um, I guess, uh, two or three guest rooms in the master bedroom. So, um, her husband, who's like a big old horn dog is like, all right, um, we learned that her husband, Michael, really likes to like poke her awake with his big old dick. And she's like into it, even though she's a very heavy sleeper. Um, so the first night she sleeps in the, in, uh, the guest room, um, just like the regular guest room. And the whole time it's like the window was open and the cold air was teasing my nipples and it was turning me on. And you're like, that sounds so cold. That sounds so cold. Um, <laughs> But while she's while she's sleeping, she hears a voice and it says, I want you because it's a ghost. (laughs) Um, Then she decides the next night she's going to sleep in Jesse's room and she hears the same thing, like the voice saying, I want you. And then she feels like caressing on her neck and and on her body and stuff. And she's like, "Okay, like that's kind of weird, but all right. Um, she's a little freaked out. So the next night she sleeps in her master bedroom with her husband. And typically the dynamic is that she falls asleep really quickly and he takes longer, but tonight he fell asleep quickly. Like the whole time he has a huge erection, which I'm like, (laughs) if you're, if you're falling asleep with an erection, you need to see a doctor. Um, but she's all like, I'm kind of horny. So she wakes him up and they have like crazy sex. But while they're having crazy sex, Mr. Ghost comes up behind them and starts like behind her because she's like on top of him and starts like playing with her titties and like that whole bit. So it's like a menage a trois too. We had one of those. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then her husband was so blown away by how good the sex was. He decided to make breakfast for her the next day because like let's throw a fucking parade, I guess. Um, so then we learned that Michael, like the school semester is going to start soon. Um, and Michael has to go to like some staff meetings and some stuff out of town. And they have like another home, which is closer to the school. So he's like, I'm going to stay there. You good. And he's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm great. But at this point she's like, I'm kind of like really into this. 
I really want to like try it out again. So she goes and she sleeps in Jesse's room again and they have like full blown penetrative ghost sex. But like she, you never, there's no embodiment of him. He's invisible. Um, but he's a real good lay. <laughs> so <clears throat> she's kind of, the next night she decides she's going to start asking him some questions because she wants to figure out what it is. Because at this point she doesn't recognize it's a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, she keeps, like, gaslighting herself. She's like, maybe I'm just crazy. But, like, she's super into it. Um, Maybe it could have been the wind the whole time, and she probably would have been fine with that. So she decides to go into Jesse's room, and she's like, he's like, I want you. And she's like, but who are you? What do you want? And it's like, but I want you. But but what do you want? And then he's mad, so he starts, like, shaking the bed violently. And she's like, oh, my God. So she, like finds her nighty because she threw it off and then runs to her master bedroom and shuts the door. And then the ghost pounds on the door all night. So she's real freaked out at this point. So she decides she's going to contact a paranormal investigator because she is real scared. So she contacts this paranormal investigator and they're like, okay, she doesn't tell them that she's been banging the ghost, <laughs> which I think is really in, in terms of a haunting that's really important information to know because ghosts and, and those types of spiritual entities vary, mm-hmm. you know, and if they're sexual, that's a whole other level than just like a playful little spirit like Casper or like a mean old poltergeist, right? Like it, it matters, yeah. but she doesn't tell them. And um, then she was really tired because she didn't really sleep the night before. Um, she's going to wait for this like ghost inve- investigator to come. She goes and she has a shower. And while she's in the shower, um, she hears the door open and then slam. And she's like, oh, Michael, is that you? And then she opens up her shower door and she looks. And then on the fogged up mirror, it just says, don't. (gasps) Um, And she's like, oh, my God, the ghost doesn't want me to bring these investigators in. What am I going to do? And she's so scared. So she like slams the door at the shower and she's like trying to kind of regain that sensuous bathing feeling she had before but as she's doing this she gets pushed up against the shower door and she's like oh no what is this and then she's like i started to feel hands running up and down my legs then the ghost gets to her ass and spreads her ass cheeks open (laughs) and they have anal sex but they describe how like it spreads her butt cheeks and she loves it she loves every minute of it but i'm like imagining this woman naked in a shower with like there's nothing there but her ass cheeks are opening anyway (laughs) so that happens and then she's like okay look obviously this is (laughs) jesse like i figured it out um and she decides to cancel the paranormal investigator and she's like okay um i'm gonna do some evp and if if for those of you who don't watch like ghost hunting shows as religiously as I do. Yeah, but I was I like, do. what is EVP? I do not know. <laughs> it's um, electric voice phenomenon. So basically it's like <clears throat> they believe that like ghosts can communicate through radio waves and static. And so if you um, use like a, di- like a digital recorder or like a, a tape recorder, um, that ghosts can communicate through it. Oh, because she Googled it, right? Like, it's that easy. You just fucking Google it. Oh, okay. So she she takes out her little recorder and she starts asking questions. And then it's like, you know, are you Jesse? And like, um, you know, are you mad that I'm here? 
you know, and she doesn't ask any of like the sex questions, I guess, but she listens later and he's like, yes, I am Jesse. No, I don't want you to leave. I want you. Um, So she decides she's like, I'm all in. And then she has, she decides to get romantic about it. And she like has a bubble bath and some wine and she's like ready for Jesse to take her. And she like goes into his room, which in my head, I imagine is full of like baseball stuff. Cause like, I'm just imagining like a little boy lived there, but it was like a grown ass man. Um, and so she starts like playing with herself and she's like, Oh, I don't think he's coming, but he does. Um, and then he, <clears throat> they like have really good sex and then he like sweats all over her, um, and like go sweat, which is like ectoplasm. So like, that's pretty gross. Um, and then that's the last time they have an encounter. And um, it kind of ends with like her brother-in-law and her sister-in-law coming up every single weekend. Um, and they had offered them time at their uh, bed and breakfast in exchange for like handyman work around the house. And he, she's like, why, why are you guys coming every weekend? Like, you know, why don't you stay at our house in the city? And he's like, he's like, I don't know what to tell you, but like every time we stay here, the sex with my wife after is so incredible. So then we learn that Jesse's basically fucking her sister-in-law, Tracy. And that's how the book ends. Um, now this is, it's a series. It's a series. There are more of these stories and I kind of want to read them. Um, the sex scenes were real spooky and real sexy. Not going to lie. Um, they described, they used every single word for a genital in this. Like, no no honeypot stuff, but, like, this bitch, like, gets so fucking wet, and she's just, like, in love with the wind. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Like, she's just constantly walking around naked, like, throwing her titties to the wind, and she's like, yes! She just loves it. Um, it was good. It was okay. It was alright. You know, I was a little worried when he was like, it looked like he was going to like butt rape her. And I was like, oh no. But you know what? She was real into it. She was real into it. So a few, a few comments. One, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. book actually says ectoplasm. And I had to look up what that was. Cause I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? So and I completely <laughs> forgot about it until you brought that up. <laughs> Secondly, mine was also so horny and so uh, is it a like is it a ghost subgenre or which follows makes me to my next question how long was your book when was your book what, when did your book come out and like how did you get it was it an ebook did you buy it what's the deal sure so my book came I, I could not find when it came out um it is an ebook um and i got it in the kindle store because as you know i went and bought a kindle <laughs> for this um how long is it and it's 37 pages that is fucking bananas to me hey did you have to pay was it free or did you pay for it i paid for it um it was published in 2012 is what i'm finding um it was not expensive that's the thing anybody can publish on amazon anybody you can self-publish anybody can do it and so not only are the books that I've been finding in the Amazon store fucking bananas, <laughs> they're way more um, aggressively sexual than what I've been finding in the Kobo store. And they're fucking cheap. Like, I think I probably only paid like like $2 for this, maybe, uh, maybe less. Um, and there's t- still tons of free stuff. So I do not regret that Kindle purchase. Um, whatever I paid for this book. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Now. 
Mm-hmm. How, where do you put it on the spicy scale? Ooh. Uh, hmm. I, ooh, what am I going to, mm. Because <clears throat> it was real spicy. Every sex scene. And like there was like four or five sex scenes in the 37 pages. Because <laughs> mine um, was like 120 pages. Um, mm-hmm. And there were also multiple sex scenes, but it was spread out over 120 pages. So I, yeah. So it like felt like the pacing. It wasn't just like nonstop banging. So mine is a five out of five. Like I would say five oh, yeah. out of five you know that like KY lube that's that that's heated. <laughs> I'm gonna give it yeah I'm yeah give yeah it five out of five squirts of the KY heating lube. That's my spice factor. It was uh, spicy. How about you? Oh man, five out of five. Yeah, yeah. Easy. If I could give it a six out of five, I would. It was very spicy. Um. I'm going to give it five out of five demonic exorcisms. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, you are going to, we're getting a real gift this week from you because you're going to read us a sex scene, aren't you? Yeah. Yes. Gird I your am. fucking loins, listeners. Renee's about to hit you. <clears throat> okay. So this is where Jeannie decides she's got to, like, seduce that man. And by man, I mean ghost man. (laughs) Um, Here we go. I took a long bubble bath while listening to classical music and sipping a glass of wine. I felt so good, so relaxed, and I couldn't wait for Jesse to see me and know how much I wanted him. I went into his room, still wearing my towel, and set the scene for my seduction. I took an old candelabra that I hadn't used in ages and placed it on his dresser, lighting each candle as my desire to be with my ghost lover burned hotter and hotter and hotter with the blue and red flickers of the flames. The candles were scented, and soon a sweet aroma filled every inch of the room. Then I retrieved my little radio and bottle of wine from the bathroom to help make the mood complete. I turned on the radio and slipped out of my towel. I stood in front of Jesse's picture, sipping from my wine glass and looking deep into his dark, sexy eyes. I hoped that he could see me, really, really see me. After uh, after he'd spoken to me on EVP, I felt like I knew him and he was close and was close to him in a weird way. And I wanted to be with him again. I laid on the bed on my back with my head arched slightly so I could continue drinking my wine, careful not to spill it on the fresh new bedding. The windows were already wide open and I closed my eyes to enjoy the icy air that surrounded me, aroused me, as I thought about Jesse taking me right at that moment. Jesse, oh Jesse, I want you too, I said, as I glanced at his photograph. Please, touch me again. Come be with me again. I want to feel you all over me tonight. I stared into his eyes and opened my legs wide, summoning him like a sexual Ouija board. I put my gla- <laughs> I put my wine glass on the nightstand and slid my hands between my legs to get myself ready for his touch. I pinched my clit really hard and squirmed with both discomfort and delight. Then I rubbed it repeatedly with my index and middle fingers staring at him, wondering what his naked body would have been like pressed against me. My pussy tingled when the breeze brushed over it. I closed my eyes and thought of Jesse as I plunged my fingers inside of me. It was hot and swollen inside my wet pussy, and my fingers got drenched with my juices of desire. 
As I fucked myself with my fingers, I rubbed my palm against my clit and began to sway my hips up and down to meet my hand. I kept my eyes closed waiting for him, afraid that maybe Jesse didn't want me anymore. I was beginning to feel the pleasure of my own touch, but a twinge of disappointment that it wasn't him caressing me, fucking me like he did before. At that moment, right before I was about to give up on him, I felt my nipples being squeezed. Oh, Jesse, you do want me, I said, enjoying the pleasure of his invisible touch. I continued to push my fingers deeply inside of me as Jesse caressed my tits and moved his way down my stomach. The next thing I knew, I felt my hand being pushed away and I laid it flat on the bed thinking about how I would need to wash the blankets tomorrow after soaking it with my pussy juices. Fuck me, Jesse. Please fuck me again, I pleaded with him. And he obliged. Once again, I felt stiffness plunge inside of me and a jolt went from my crotch to the crown of my head. I imagined what his cock must have looked like. I writhed in pleasure as I felt him pounding my pussy, pulling out and pounding deep inside me over and over again. My hips were meeting each of his thrusts with wild abandon. It was almost like I wasn't actually moving them at all. They were just doing what came naturally. I began to tightly clutch my tits, continuing to enjoy the invisible sensations that felt they were, would tear my pussy apart. With every thrust that Jesse made, he entered me more deeply, and I spread my legs wider to make sure that I could take whatever he gave me. I formed a triangle with my legs, imagining that he was on top of me and my feet were resting on his ass as he fucked me harder and harder. The bed began to shake as he pounded inside of me. It almost felt like the bed had become a huge vibrator, beckoning me to come right that instant. I couldn't take it anymore. I felt like I could crawl out of my skin as every part of me exploded in the ecstasy of our lovemaking. The wind whistled and blew more forcefully, extinguishing all of my scented candles one by one. It didn't matter. My eyes rolled to the back of my head, and I felt my pussy spasm with the intensity of my orgasm. Jesse, Jesse, don't stop. I'm coming again. I need to come again, I cried out breathlessly. As I felt the waves of orgasm race through my body a second time, there was a dead calm in the room. The bed stopped shaking, and as I looked toward the window, I noticed the wind had subsided and the curtains were completely still. My heart pounded, and it felt as though a mass had fallen into a heap on top of my body. My chest became wet, and I arched my neck slightly to see what was going on. It looked as though beads of Jesse's sweat were rolling onto me. I felt a warm sensation of breath on my neck as Jesse seemed to inhale and exhale against my dampened skin. I felt comforted again. I felt serene. It was the best sex I've ever had. As I started to drift to sleep, I felt a nuzzle against my neck and then my ear. Then I heard a whisper from a familiar voice. Thank you. <laughs> I smiled, turned on my side, and went to sleep. And that is how Jeannie exercised a ghost with her pussy. Oh! Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for that inspiring mm -hmm. performance. Um, thank you so much. That was not the hottest sex scene in the book. I just really appreciated that she had the power to exercise a ghost with her pussy. It's something that I aspire to, uh, but have not read, you know, I've not yet reached that level of Nirvana. So Wow. Well, mm -hmm. I and to be clear, that was one of mm -hmm. several sex scenes in a 30 some odd page book. Yes, it was, Julie. Ooh, she's spicy. Mm -hmm. Real spicy. Okay, so what I'm going to read is actually technically a whole chapter, but it's quite short. Um, and to give you the, the context, it's Derek, Mark, the two ghosts slash wolves slash men, <laughs> and Jenna are at the house and Clarissa the witch is coming. 
<laughs> to explain all of it. <laughs> to explain it all. Because Clarissa knows what's up. Okay. Chapter 22. The bitch is insane. Incredulous, Derek watched as Clarissa threatened his mate. She'd fooled them once and they'd hesitated. It wouldn't happen again. Not now. Clarissa might know about the magic inherent in him and Mark, a magic created by their lichen heritage. However, he doubted he'd know. He doubted he'd know about the other forces he could tap into. The mating bond did more than mark a relationship. It gave him access to extra powers, such as the ability to shield himself and his mate, create a bubble of sorts to protect them from the magic Clarissa thought to use. But he needed to get closer to Jenna for it to work. With a snarl, Derek leapt at the witch, focusing the power coiled within him around Jenna. Mark, in tune as usual to his thoughts, added his own mental weight to the equation, reinforcing the dome of protection. Clarissa dodged his attack but kept her grip on Jenna's hair, his poor mate. While Jenna was unable to cry out, pain and fear showed clearly in her expression. Derek swiped at Clarissa again and forced her to relinquish her grip. Stupid dags, I don't need to be close to her to kill her! Clarissa hissed. She held up a hand and a ball of energy formed in it. Mark and Derek stood before Jenna, focusing all their energy on the invisible wall between them. Clarissa never even suspected. And when she did, it was too late. She chanted the tail end of her spell and flung her hand. The fiery blue ball rocketed at them, probably deadly, but no match for a bonded triad. It hit, it, it hit the shield they'd created and bounced back right into Clarissa. With a stream of ugly screams and curses like the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz, Clarissa melted into nothing. Silence fell as the vapor dissipated, and only the lingering scent of ozone and burnt hair remained. Derek scooped a white-faced Jenna into his arms, and with Mark hot on his heels, trotted up the stairs. To his surprise, <laughs> especially after all the evening's shocks, Jenna's arms wound around his neck tight, and she buried her face against his chest. I'm sorry I freaked when I saw your wolf, she whispered. <laughs> she was sorry. How about him apologizing for not being there before she got such a fright from Clarissa? How about him and Mark not slapping her in the face with who they were and easing her into it? <laughs> I can't blame you. We could have told you about it in a less shocking way. I, I promise not to get so freaked out next time. Anyone ever tell you that you talk too much? He grinned down <laughs> at her- Oh, I know. He grinned down at her startled face and lay her down on the bed, his hands along with Mark's making quick work of her clothes. Sweetheart, only an idiot wouldn't be scared of a wolf, let alone two. And we shouldn't have sprung it up on you like that. Now if you don't mind, I feel an urgent need to check you for injury and lick every inch of your body. <gasps> Ditto, said Mark, whose wet tongue became an immediate wet sweep of her neck that made her shiver. Derek rolled over and grabbed the bottle of oil he'd stashed on the nightstand earlier. <laughs> Time to show her what having a menage truly is. <laughs> what do you think he's referring to, Renee Cabana Marshall? What, the oil? Yeah, what do you think that's about? Was it ectoplasm? Might, or, might be related to the rosette I mentioned earlier. Oh, oh, well, you don't want to use oil for that. You want to use like a gel. So he's the, obviously been a ghost way too long. The next page, 
ease. They have. There's DP, Renee. There right. is DP. Naturally. And they make it seem like this is really what, like, obviously, this is what a threesome is. This is what a threesome is about. Um, and so there is a deep, detailed double penetration scene after that. Now, keep in mind, she almost died. She found out that the ghost that she was fucking is not only a man, but also an animal. So she had to watch a guy turn from a ghost to a human to a werewolf. Then she went and got help. That help ended up trying to kill her. Then they kill the witch. And then five seconds later, they're like, how about a dick in your ass and your pussy at the same time? You down? Cool, cool, cool. Let's go. Uh, I had two questions, but you answered one. So I was like, <laughs> what kind of DP? Like front and back or back and back or front and front? Like I need to know. Um, but you answered that question. <laughs> My second question is, did they have man penises or dog penises for this? Big honking dude cock. So they are fully okay. there. She's she only fucked them when they were ghosts in a dream. So in the dream, they weren't really ghosts. So I guess in her defense, she doesn't really fuck them as ghosts, but she fucks them in her dream and she fucks them IRL as two human men with big dicks um, who just the woman's never had anything near her ass before. And she does anal Oof. and she does a DP from the jump. Just boom. Here's what I'm going to tell you that's extra spooky about this is that if this woman has never had anal sex and she didn't like douche her butthole before this happened and there's two giant dicks inside of her, the one in her pussy would be pushing all her spooky poo all over the other guy. And like, I realize that they're dogs, but I mean, there's a limit. There's a limit to everyone's love. And I feel like that would be it. Um, yes, agreed, especially because again, she fucks them when they're in human form, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like it's so detailed that they talk about how like he's trying to push his dick in her ass, and obviously she's like, ah, because she already has a dick inside her, and so he's like, just push out a little bit to like get it past your sphincter, which again, if you haven't cleaned out your ass, you're pushing, it's just like I can't, I can't. Mm. So it's like on the one hand. This woman clearly knows enough about anal to know, like, the author, I mean. But on the other hand, yeah. I'm like, did she just shit on a dick? I don't know, Renee, but that's you know the what, vibe. Though? You know, sometimes you shit on a dick. And if your partner <laughs> is worth their salt, they just tidy it up and keep on going to pound town. And maybe that's what they did, which which is what, um, you know, a mated, a mated bonded pair would do. And so. I mean, I do agree with you. And to paraphrase uh, the very brilliant Nikki Glazer, um, you know what? Like, yeah, sometimes if you want to put your dick in someone's ass, like sometimes you're going to get shit on. Like, that's just how it is. So you're mm -hmm. right. I shouldn't be concerned about it. But I was just more concerned for herself as someone who's never had anything yes. penetrate her ass before. You just go from mm -hmm. that to DP. Feels like a leap. Yep. But you know what? It's fantasy, so let them live. Um, yeah. But it was very shocking, just because I was like, You're she almost died, and now she's taking dicks in the ass yeah. and the pussy at the same time. That's a lot. It's a lot. And for you know what? Day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose sleep over this because, like, that's a one way street to a UTI, and uh, I don't know if a werewolf would know what to do in that situation. Like, what if she's never had one? Like, that's really scary, and I'm really worried for her. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. 
So that was our spooky journey. Yeah. <laughs> Haunted urethras. <laughs> the next, like, yeah, the next book in the series is just her, like, chugging cranberry juice. Um, <laughs> just like, I'm pregnant! Just chugging cranberry juice. Um, this was, I had a grand old time with season one. That's a wrap on season one. That's a wrap. I really, really enjoyed myself. I did too. This was a lot of fun. I've read more books in doing season one than I have read since the year 2016. So, and I'm a student. So it's been a, it's been a time. I'm very, very happy we did this. Me too. So thanks to everyone who's listened on season one. If you don't follow us on social, follow us on Instagram at Ravage Love. Like us, share us post a review and we will be back with more wackadoodle romance novel deconstruction mega august mm-hmm. and to, you know to keep in touch with us you can find us on instagram and we're pretty active there and we want to hear from you so like don't be shy yeah send us any thoughts and feelings on season one also any ideas that you have for season two we will take any and all feedback if there's like an author or a genre like if you found some niche somewhere that you were like we need to talk about it let us know mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yes please do that that's it that's a wrap girl do you want to sing us out sure do to the end of season one ravage love ravage love ravage love ravage love ravage love <laughs> bye bye Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS, the number two, J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Ravage Love.